The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Wrestling Night in Canada on the Shining Wizards Network. Here is your host, Mike Mason. Hello, guys. Welcome once again to Wrestling Night in Canada. My name is Mike. I'm here with Dustin. What's up? I'm here with Bonesy. Hello. And I'm Snowy White. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Not too bad, my guys. Not too bad. You all had a decent little break here? Uh, sometimes when I, I, I have to stay busy with with stuff and if i wrap up our our brother show radioactive metal too quickly or whatever i'm kind of standing around saying uh what do i do now like <laughs> i i we we I, I i better gather up the troops for another wrestling night in canada and all that so it's it's good and bad i hope you guys are doing well yeah i'm doing yeah. great i'm keeping busy Still working on a. I've got a new batch of wine going now. I had to put a little bit of berries in. I'm uh, <laughs> ran <waiting>. out. Did you? <laughs> no, still got some of the first batch. Uh, but I'm also uh, growing a recreational plant, if you will. And okay. that's going to do. I've never done that before, so I'm learning. Nice horticulture. Nice. <laughs> that's it. Horticulture, yeah. Also, well, it's that's pretty. That's what my dad always said. Never stop learning. Don't ever stop learning, you know, learn, learn something new every day. And I've, yeah, it's actually one of the few things that, you know, I've actually retained from my dad because like socially and politically, we don't have a whole hell of a lot in common, but I guess there certain ethics I kind of did. So yeah, never, never stop learning. So good for you, Mike. Good for you. You got to learn something. Might as well be. <laughs> uh, Dustin, what have you been up to, buddy? Uh, just being lazy because i go back to work next week so i'm just being Not a really. lazy piece of shit <laughs> so dustin is learning ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yes um, he's not learning that's right how are you keeping busy my friend uh well for the past three weeks i've just been working out and working <laughs> in addition to working just getting fucking ripped bud well, just on an exercise bike, so just more cardio, losing the gut, you know, getting your heart hard. Yeah, exactly. A hard on. <laughs> heart, heart, heart on. Yes, yes. And we're going to be getting our heart on later on this episode. I gotta say, I'm pretty excited later on for our big topic. Can yeah. we call this, this episode should be called the heart on episode. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. All right. <laughs> uh, actually they'll read it before they listen so whatever. yeah um who gives a shit let's fucking roll with it um <laughs> all right guys you ready to just dive the fuck on in here yeah man yeah yeah this was uh we're what are we dis- sorry what are we discussing again which pay-per-view uh, well, the first things first here, let's uh, jump to Dustin uh, so we can get the dedications out of the way here. Oh, yeah. Um, we Unfortunately, Danny Havoc passed away last night. So this episode is dedicated to the memory of Danny Havoc. 
Excellent. Uh, do we know any uh, um, specifics on how he died or anything? Not yet. Nothing has come up yet. Mm. All right. Yeah, this one goes out to uh, Danny Havoc. Um, yeah, any uh, um, kayfabe relation to Jimmy Havoc? Nope. No, just Havoc and Havoc? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a there's a bunch of havocs, just yeah. like there was eight hundred Andersons over the years. I think and I just none, and none of them were related. So, kayfabe relations. That's what we should rename this uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> kayfabe relations. <laughs> what exactly? I'm sorry to say, but what exactly? Like who? Who? Who's the wise? What wears that? This Danny Havoc is because. I'm sorry to say, I heard of him. I, I heard about him for his death from his death announcement. Uh, he's been a deathmatch guy since oh shit, I want to say 2004. Oh wow, okay. He yeah, wrestled. He, for 12, he wrestled for 12 years and retired, and then he came back. He went with GCW to Japan just to do like another, just a one-off thing, and then he had one match match against Slack last year, and then his wife passed away about a month and a half ago, and now he passed away last night. Um, I've heard he's done. Uh, I've I've seen a lot of the guys from AEW uh, reaching out and saying, you know, rest in peace. So I'm thinking it was uh, like I saw Orange Cassidy, I saw Jimmy Havoc. It's kind of why I mentioned him. It clicked. Uh, that's how he did it, and uh, um, yeah, a couple others there and there. Uh, Moxley, yeah, Moxley, yeah, that's another one. They're all reaching out saying, uh, you know, rest in peace, this and that. So, hey, I guess there's uh, connections. The guy was no uh, no spring chicken, Snowy. Apparently not. Apparently yeah, not. Yeah, Danny so, Havoc drew uh, Moxley drew up Moxley's first shirt idea for AEW. Yeah, he's a oh, graphic. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, the, uh, the, the the grenade one, where the O is a grenade, where it says Mox. He did that. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Right, um, so put one in the air for uh, for uh, Mr. Havoc there. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys want to uh, do the turnbuckle talk now, or jump onto the double or nothing speech? The uh, let's get on with the um, with the pay per view. Yep, double or nothing. All right, guys. I uh, I for one impressed the entire night. I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That guy was a, that was a ten out of ten pay per view with. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but okay, <laughs> okay, ten out of ten. I don't think well, they could have done any better. I don't think it was possible for them to do any better with no crowd, with no none of that. I think it was as good as they could have possibly done it. So how is that not a ten out of ten? Uh, I I definitely enjoyed it. It was actually my first pay per view like that you know that I've bought and like watched in my home since the early days of the T- of TNA. I definitely enjoyed it. There was a lot of really cool stuff that went down. Um, and we'll get to a little more de- detail in a bit. And I know you guys are going to be going like, oh, the old man Snowy's going to get on his box about the stadium stampede. And we'll get into that a little bit later. I actually really dug a lot of that. A mm-hmm. lot of that. 
And yeah. for the for the most part, this was the, I really I really I really enjoyed this. It was well worth my fifty bucks that I <laughs> that I that I slapped down for for this. But ten out of ten, I. Mm. I, I don't know I don't know first first of all Brian Cage show like showing up and winning it all in the ladder match like that kind of made me go like what really how do you how I think uh they're obviously gonna give him a huge push so yeah uh, off the bat they've had him on payroll for since January or something correct me if I'm wrong but, yeah, but uh, they, they haven't had him on yeah because he's been injured so he just yeah, but you don't want to give him the world right away. I think probably what, like, give him a push. Yeah. You know, um, let's see how he really does on the big stage. Yeah, the guy's got a lot of experience in Impact and in um, Lucha Underground. But he's, you know, he's he's aesthetically got it together. But let's see what he's got oh, in yeah. terms of work rate. Like you, is he is he another Lex Luger that was all that w- that was all show and no go? Unless he had a really good opponent. Well, that no. that that depends to be seen. Oh, you've seen him wrestle before, Snow. You know the guy's true blue. Um, uh, my verdict is a little out on it. I'm all for giving him a push. If they want to make him the surprise ninth guy, great. Let him go out there and put on a really good showing. But to give him the moon right now, eh, not 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 how I would have booked it. I would have built him a little bit more, especially if they if they're seeing you know a long distance or a long term booking with 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 this guy. I don't think they should give him the world just yet, just just yet. But um, I I enjoyed the match. They, you know, they they kept him well hidden by bear, literally burying him. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you, know, <laughs> you, you know, I have to admit that that worked well because you know you if you literally bury the guy, you're you're hiding his weaknesses. And he can make the big comeback from literally being buried. So that that worked out really well. And then he murdered Darby Allen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, um, uh, enjoy the, highlight, the highlight of the entire match for me is uh, when uh, Orange Cassidy came out and he goes over to talk to the commentators and he goes, so how does this match work? <laughs> this match work? Yeah. <laughs> You have to climb the ladder. The ladder? Just said like an absolutely ludicrous. Climb the ladder? Yeah, yeah, I know. He his character probably. She's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, he did not want to be in that match. I thought it was so fucking funny. I, I love Orange Cassidy. He might be my favorite wrestler in wrestling right now. You know yeah. what? I do too. I do too. Yeah, he, he gave uh, Dynamite a rating spike last week when he when he came back in to that uh, at Battle Royal. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was recently on. Have you watched? Um, it's on the All Elite Wrestling YouTube channel. Have you watched Cooking with Brandy? Oh, oh yeah, shot of oh, Brandy. <laughs> yeah, shot. That's it. Shot of Brandy. Orange Cassidy yeah. was the guest yesterday. Fucking <laughs> hilarious. I popped up on my feed. I haven't watched it yet. It's so funny. Yeah. She's like 
trying, she's cooking something and he's just critiquing her on everything, just being an asshole. <laughs> Great. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just going to. I'm. I'm lying. I'm biting my tongue here because if I if I start talking about brandy, I'm gonna go all night. So and it's it's not going to be anything comp- complimentary. So <laughs> you cook every day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. But yeah, uh, yeah. On that episode, they they drank screwdrivers and they made orange chicken. Yeah. <laughs> And then Cody walks in. Cody walks in at one point, and Brandy's like, "You can't let me have anything." <laughs> yeah, he, he like walks in on every episode, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but uh, anyway, back to the ladder match. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I don't think you know, like if Brian Cage didn't win, I feel that would have kind of dampened the impact of his debut. Like, you know what I mean? I, oh, did I, I lose you guys? Um, no. Okay, sorry. I'll start over there. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah. I feel that if Brian Cage didn't win the ladder match, then he would have... Uh, then that would have like dampened the impact of his debut because it's like you have this guy being a mystery opponent, the last entrant in this match, and if he loses, then that's like it's like oh okay well it's similar to that guy. Well, I don't know if 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 you book it the way like Diesel and Kane and all that have been booked in in Royal Rumbles where they come in and you know they eliminate and do do the equivalent of this. Like they would in the Royal Rumble, Rumble when a guy comes in and eliminates seven guys or whatever, makes a really big impact, and you can tell, oh, they're really going to give this guy a push. I, I think that could work too. I don't know. He did his due in impact. And like I, everybody knows who the guy is. He's one of the, like, he's got to be one of the biggest dudes in wrestling, like oh, size wise. He, he looks you know like what a I mean? action figure. Like hell yeah! <laughs> like and the fact that he's in there and he's he, I, I I like how they just gave it to him because I mean they've been trying to push this guy since January, but he tore his ACL or something. He was injured somehow. I think and, it was a bicep tear. Yeah, uh, you know what? Right when I said ACL, I was thinking bicep. So yeah, um, but yeah, so he uh, he's been injured. So I think they just wanted to push him this hard and the entire time, and finally they can, so they gave it. I, I'm completely down with it. it makes sense to me. It's it's definitely going to be interesting, whether or not the world or just Lex is the whole thing. I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. Whatever I'm fight gonna... happens. Yeah, yeah. Wait, let's, move on. That let's move on from that one. Uh, Nyla Rose versus Hikaru. What a match that was! I had a great time watching that one. Yeah. Um and Every, you know, themed prop in the building. Thing. Sorry. Hmm. Yeah, they used every single casino-themed prop in the building to hit each other with. Damn right they did. <laughs> yep. Yeah, really. I, 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 I enjoyed the match. I think, you know, that, yeah, I, I, I didn't have a problem with the title switch, but, you know, if you have two, like, there's, there was a, there, you, you were going to be doing a lot of that stuff with the, uh, 
with the stadium stampede match. There's going to be a lot of plunder. There's going to be a lot of goofiness and all that. So they probably could have just held back a bit with the ladies match with, with that department and just kind of played it straight up. And I think you still would have had, you know, because, okay, if, if, if every match has plunder and all that plunder is not special, you know, so it was a paper. It wasn't just dynamite. I completely disagree with you, Snowy. I think they uh, they did that match great. I think them using all the props around the ring and everything was fantastic because it the other it match, the ladder match and the uh, stadium match there, and I guess Brody and Mox used a lot too. But uh, Cody and Lance didn't use too much. No, no. <laughs> but but they didn't kill themselves like Darby did. So I mean, true, but. Uh... Like the the stadium stampede match had that cinematic aspect to it that the women's title match didn't because mm-hmm. that was in front of, that was in front of the like whatever little crowd there was there like for the that they they didn't have to watch like the the people who were there are actually seeing this happen in real time so that was entertaining for them I guess whereas with the stadium stampede match they were watching that on a screen so mm-hmm. that's yeah you got to think about the people that were there mm-hmm. no there wasn't. Was probably maybe like 50. was uh, every was everyone happy with the uh with the finals of the TNT God help me the TNT title <laughs> <laughs> the T the, the, the finals to that um, um match to go back to the women's match story guys I just want to oh. point out that I really like that Hikaru Shida won because mm-hmm. they've been pushing her so hard she's been number one contender since pretty much day one of AEW and this is like really them letting her go because or letting her her soar, I should say, because I think hands down, far and away, she's the best talent they have in the women's uh, women's side of things. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't argue that. Yeah, I really like that she won that match. <clears throat> All right, let's jump to uh, before we get to the uh, uh, elite and Matt Hardy versus the inner circle, the stadium, whatever the fuck it was called. Let's do the Mox and Brody Lee fight. What what about the? Um, uh... You want to do Mox and Brody first, or do you want to do uh, Archer and Cody? Oh yeah, okay. I guess we'll get that. What about MJF and Jungle Boy? <laughs> um, yeah, the Cody Lance match. I thought that was fantastic. I really like that uh, Cody finally got a title because um, I don't know, man. I think he should have been uh, uh, the first uh, world champ there. Really? Yeah. Because I mean, Jericho. Jericho is the guy that you can give it to him when he when you need him to have it, and he'll make it great. Whereas the first one, you could have made that Cody, and Cody could have ran with it. He's a champion all day long. But I guess the fact that he's a part owner of the company that they didn't want to pin it on him, which I get. But yeah. again, Cody's one of the best talents that AEW has, so why not use him? Which is why I like that he won the TNT title. Yeah, even though the even though the belt was unfinished and it looks like the Raw Tag Titles. Yeah, <laughs> worse? worse somehow. What? It looks oh, worse words? than the title somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what it looks like when it's done. But yeah, I'm still. I'm not a fan of the red strap. I don't like red strap belts. That's fair. Something about them looks a little too. Uh, I don't know. They look tacky. <laughs> and this is coming from a guy whose favorite color is red. <laughs> it's because you're a tacky dude. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> don't 
Dustin, how do you feel about the uh, Cody Lance match? Then? I thought it was good. Uh, Jake freaking out at the end when Tyson came at him was fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, how did you Mike Tyson yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry? How have you not mentioned Mike Tyson yet? Okay, well, I'm tr- oh, trust me, I have an opinion or four about Mike Tyson right right away. <laughs> Don't worry, we're gonna make we're gonna be mentioning Tyson. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, I, I, I again, I like the match. I like the Cody one. I like that he's a champ. Um, and I think that uh, Lance didn't look weak in that fight at all. Well, he took what three, three crossroads. Is it only three? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, but, well, yeah, so that's what you would need to do in order to to beat him. If you were going to beat, you know, you have to do something spectacular because you were booking him to be this absolute monster. Yeah. You, know, so you have to do something like that. Now, my what what I'm thinking with this is that um, neither of these guys, as, as as entertaining as this match was, and if I was a betting man, I would have bet on Archer, but I was cheering for Cody. I loved it. It was a great match, you know, for it for the in for the in, in ring stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, neither of these two guys need to be here. I, I really don't think Cody needs a title. And Archer, they're they're still building. They really should have had two other people, you know, that that were definitely due. Like if that TNT ugly title match was MJF in Jungle Boy, that would have been great. Yeah. Because that match was amazing. They they want to blow this title up. They don't want to give it to a mid-carter. They want to make it like this huge title that anybody can win. Well, and... You say that? Right. And the the title will also make the guy as well. And, you know, you, you, you don't need to make Cody, and you're already building Archer to be this 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 monster those those guys will get their due i think i think they pulled the trigger a little bit early with these two guys with when it comes to a title i don't i I think i'm looking at it a different way i like what they did i really do fair enough fair fair enough like the in no way shape or form should all four of us all have the same opinion on everything because that would be boring (laughs) yes 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 how about this match yes 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 yes, yes. great yeah yeah i just i'm you know sorry i'm not kissing tony khan's ass all all episode it's just it's it's just not not gonna happen they dropped the ball with mike tyson like oh 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 my God! Okay, like you have the one of the biggest personalities like ever. Yeah, it's been a long time since he boxed, and even a long time since he was in a wrestling ring. Did they do anything with him to get any sort of uh, mainstream publicity or anything? Because all I really saw for a buildup is they had him on the previous Dynamite on a graphic. Oh yeah, Tyson will be here. Yeah, whatever. Holy shit! That's it. That's it. Like this, this AEW should be all over TMZ, all over Entertainment Tonight. And was it? I don't think so. It's a different well, world, though. When then when Mike Tyson was in DX, though, you got to realize that too. 
Mike Tyson's not relevant anymore. If they got um, Tyson Fury, different story. Tyson Fury's relevant. Whereas Mike Tyson, he's he's got a funny cartoon. I mean, what else has he done in the past 10 years? Um, uh, it's it's still a household name. People still know know the name, even if, you know, El- Elvis has been dead for decades. Everyone knows who that is. You know, you know what I mean. I'm not saying resurrect Elvis. I'm just, I'm just saying he has, he has brand value. They, if they were going, and they, they gave him a shitload of money. I'm sure, or else Tyson wouldn't be there. If, and if, if they did this, I would have made sure, you know, that, you know, they milked him for every dollar that they gave him. And I just, I just don't see that happen. Jesus Christ, the guy was yawning. They, Mr. Cameraman caught him yawning at ringside <laughs> holding the title. If that, if that didn't sum up Tyson's appearance at this, you know, like that, that in, that in itself, you know, <laughs> oh, holy jeez. I must have missed that part. I must have been looking at my phone or something. No, he was, he was, they caught him yawning at ringside and everything that they did with him is he jumped up on the ramp to stop Jake Roberts from coming down with a bag. And Jake like, shit himself. That was fucking hilarious. Jake <laughs> <laughs> Snake reacted as the, everybody else on planet Earth would react. Mike Tyson hopped up and started strutting towards you. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that that's it. That's what that was the extent. That was the extent of it. I thought I thought Mike Tyson's reaction to when Lance Archer came in and just absolutely clobbered that uh oh, yeah. guy or whatever. Is that yeah. right? Like Lance Archer just comes in and like gives him his finishing move, and Tyson's just standing there with just his mouth wide open, just like uh, he's like, oh <laughs> shit, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. But, All right, uh, uh, what's up there? Mox versus uh, Brody. That's where I'm moving. Yeah, um, Mox versus Brody. How do you guys like that match? Uh Okay. It was what, better than what, their last match on SmackDown. Yep. Where you talking? I, don't, I, I don't know what that is. Oh, were you talking about the, the Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan match? No. What? what? No. No. The last match, match on SmackDown. On SmackDown. Oh, their last match <laughs> on SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. What the I hell? You were, <laughs> I you were talking about the last match on SmackDown. Like, oh. The just oh. happened. Cody, their match on SmackDown okay. was crap. This one was great. Well, really good. I okay. I I enjoyed it. I, I I enjoyed it. I like you know what what they're what they're doing with Moxley, and I like the character, and he's he's fun to watch, and all that. But I'm just is uh how how, how quickly did they rush? Brody Lee to just like they're they he they, they he's he's the exalted one and they had the big push and the big angle and all that and then they fed him to Moxley just to just to beat and now is that done is, no. is that done I wouldn't want them to just feed Moxley just a bunch of big just a bunch of big guys like they did with Hogan in the eighties where they just brought in a big guy just for Hogan to beat. No. Uh, I don't think that's what they're doing. I think they gave him 
the exalted ones so that Brody Lee got this huge push that he needed in WWE for what, 15 years over the hell it was not that long, but um, yeah, they're giving him this big push that he's needed this entire time. And I completely agree with it. And I don't see it. That that was another match. That wasn't a squash. Uh, no, Brody no. Week in that. So it's, I don't know. I, I liked it. I thought it was great. I thought they pulled it off. Fantastic. It's just they they pulled they they blew their wide with with Brody Lee just a little too early and like I said I just I just don't want them bringing in these big guys just just to feed the Moxley. Okay, here's a question for you then, Snowy. Who else should have got it? Because you you don't like who they had in the uh, TNT match that you don't like who they had against Moon. <laughs> like it's not like they have this fucking twenty years of legends to pick from. <laughs> that's that's when hey when Tony Khan wants to send me a check to book his show, then we'll talk. Then we'll talk. <laughs> but when you're when you're building, who okay who 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 are they building along along the way? Are are they building? Ed, are they building ed, anyone else? I don't know. A slow build on uh, Jungle Boy, which is I think what you're really enjoying. What you're looking for is a slower burn. So I think they've got that going with Jungle Boy, MJF. Um, oh, oh th- what they're doing with MJF is amazing. A year from now, Moxley M- MJF is just going to be like match of the year. Oh, it'll be crazy, but like uh, that's what I mean. Like they've got these guys that they are doing the slow burn, but you got to remember, they're a year old, so they've got to just make these big dudes out of nowhere just lickety split. There's another big guy that's going to come in. He's going to be going for the world title. They have to do this. Mm, well, maybe not with a gimmick, you know, like like the of like what the Dark Order is. Give the Dark Order time to really establish itself as this brutal force and all that. And then, you know, Moxley, Brody, six six months from now. I don't know, man. Again, I think they, they did that pretty well. Okay, fair enough. No, yeah. I think, uh, I think the, the main reason was that they, was because uh, everybody who was like higher up on the, in the rankings than, than Brody Lee was involved in the stadium stampede match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. I can do yeah. that. So like, uh, yeah, he was the only one available. I like it. Like, yeah, that's a great, great uh, explanation, Bonesy. Well done. Um, all right, guys, this is the one you guys have been waiting for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say it. Run away, guys. Do it. Go, go, go. Okay, I got a lot to say about this, so I'm going to let you guys kind of start. No one's got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, all right. F- f- fair enough. Fair enough. For uh, for some, okay, this was one of those matches, okay, that they filmed ahead of time. Yes. Like like the like 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 the graveyard and all that. I kind of thought so, but. It really didn't come across as that to me. Okay, maybe because I don't have a lot of experience with the bullshit that Vince is doing and all that. It it just it just maybe just the way that it it came across. You know, it's it's something. Excuse me, that I definitely enjoyed, and it for for all that it was, it didn't go too far out of the context 
of an actual match because this actually just the fact that he was like in a football like a sports stadium you know and they originally set the ring up in the field okay Mm -hmm. and then it just kind of you know went throughout the building from there it kept it didn't expose the business to a large degree and it felt like a you know like a wrestling match that just went awry you know like it 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 kind of made me it it kind of reminded me of the very first time that i saw one of these matches that you know that went all throughout the arena the very first time i saw that was oh geez it was like 1987 in the old Universal Wrestling Federation when Chris Adams and Sting, they went up against Terry Taylor and Eddie Gilbert and they went all over the arena. And that was the first time that I'd ever seen that. This kind of took me back to that, but times 10. And I, I have, I have to say, I really enjoyed it. The only thing, the, the only real thing, and I'll let you guys kind of chime, chime in on this is right at the beginning Okay, they had the ring in like in the field, and they you know they 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 could have booked it and pushed it as not necessarily okay. This is going to go all over the arena. It's just for something different. We're going to have the ring in the stadium. Started out in the ring, kind of like you know how you have five guys on each side for the, like the old Survivor Series and all that. Yeah, and then branch out throughout. That that would have been absolutely perfect, but that's just a small thing, because I know you guys, you know, old 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 man Snowy is inner cornet's going to come out. No, I really dug this. I really dug this. Okay, right on. <clears throat> we agree, Snowy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! It's a first. And, and oh, I all 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 the reasons I really dug this, but I'm sure you know we'll get to all the various different spots. No, Something else. Really- not on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> they agreed. Holy shit. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. Um, do you want to keep running on this uh, on the stadium? Yeah. Well, definitely. Definitely. Um, some some of these spots, like I, I have to admit, I real I really enjoyed. Um, I saw the. Uh, the moon salt coming off the upright one one of the bucks doing that. Oh, the post, yeah, yeah, yeah. I you had to do that, and even though I kind of predicted it, I really, I really did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, um, <laughs> the 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 hundred suplexes across the field. Hilarious! Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. like the constant uh, northern white suplexes. That's right. They went. They went right. Like uh, horns up to Sammy Guevara there for taking what a hundred suplexes in a row like that. Like, like dude, and everything else that he took in that match. Oh yeah, not, not to mention the ending. The that, funniest that part that, that, that about the suplexes to me though is I forgot he was doing them, and it clipped back. And then I was like, ha ha, he's still doing them. And it went back to him. And it went back to him. And I died. Like, that was <laughs> still doing it. Like, 110 yards or something. <laughs> first time ever suplexes are measured in distance. Yeah. <laughs> that is a first. That is definitely a first. Well, that is definitely a first. Not, not only that, but there's like a few comedy spots uh, throughout, like when. Uh, 
Santana and Ortiz got Matt Hardy into that little three foot uh, pool that Matt no. Hardy had supposedly stocked with waters from the Lake of Reincarnation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the the pool. Okay, okay, yeah. I I gotta eat my words. The to only me. thing about that that bugged me is they did that right after Shad's death. It's like, come on. Yeah. See, they're trying to drown. They they were attempting to drown one of their wrestlers. And that's just bad timing. You're absolutely right, Ducky. That was... It's like, it's funny how they were doing it and bringing it back the old carnations of Matt, but at the same time, it's like too fucking soon, guys. Come on. It it, it was. It it was probably recorded before it happened, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Let's okay, okay. Well, we'll give the benefit of of the doubt on that. What I didn't dig though was the bringing up of the of of the of the different characters. You know, that's that's, the, the, that's yeah, Matt that, Hardy's that's, whole gimmick right now. I uh, yeah, I know, I I know, and I just as the the old the the inner cornet and me just no. Nah. Uh, that I don't. I don't think we needed to do that. When he tied Ortiz to the wheel of chairs, <laughs> the that wheel was of the chair wheels. Yes, that was good. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was fantastic. I, I, I actually thought it was pretty funny how, like, when they brought when Matt Hardy version one, or as he's now called the first version, <laughs> to, get, to get around uh, trademarks. And then they had like the. They did that whole thing where, like, it the looked like player was on the screen, and it was what it would say the Matt facts, but this one said a matter of fact. So <laughs> four <laughs> letters again, you get around a trademark. Yeah, I love how they're being super inventive with that, though. It's it's uh, I love it. The, the Matt Hardy character when he first showed up, I was like, this is gonna be silly. It's already been done. Blah blah blah. They're killing it. I think this yeah, this Matt Hardy character is fantastic. The multifarious Matt Hardy who can yeah. transform into many different gimmicks. The Damascus. When they were chasing Sammy in the golf cart again, that was fantastic. <laughs> he just but, like, round two. Hager and Hangman sitting at the bar. Yes, yes. This was actually my favorite moment of the night. <laughs> Have you come to drink or you come to fight? <laughs> because, sorry, because like once again, it it's within the realm of possibility. They're they're fighting, you know, throughout the stadium. Hangman's character, he likes to drink. You know, shit, I would have done the same fucking thing, actually. You, you know what? Right in the middle of the match, I would have... You know what? The bar is right there. I think it's time for a Lemmy. I, th- <laughs> I think I would have I think I would have done the same damn thing. And when Hager showed up, you know, yeah, they, they didn't start fighting right away. But, yeah, they drank. you know, it, it was like a moment of respect. And you could have that. You know, let, let's, let's, let's don't get into it right now. Let's have the drink and all that, and then get into it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah was there one part where someone, I forget whether it was Hangman or Omega, like, broke a bottle over Hager's head and it didn't even phase him? Oh, God, they broke about five, between, between Omega and Hangman, they broke about five bottles over his head. <laughs> but okay. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, one, one, okay, fine. 
fourth one, he did a little stumble. The fifth one hit him. You know, it was great. <laughs> that was pretty dope. Oh, I, oh, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if you guys noticed this, but when Omega showed up, you know, um, Hangman poured poured a, a whiskey. Omega poured a milk, and they did yeah. the uh, okay. Yeah, that was great. That was actually, and okay, I don't know for sure. This is what made me think of this. And if Omega is the historian that I think he is, that was a salute to Kerry Von Erich and Michael Hayes. When Could Michael be. Hayes, when Michael Hayes in the old world class area, when he turned face and, and you know turned against the Freebirds for a while, started teaming with Kerry Von Erich, there was a series of pictures for the various magazines of. Carrie Von Eric with a milk in his hand, Michael Hayes with a bottle of Jack in his hand, and they're toasting it. And well, that's the thing about what I saw. Oh yeah, and Kurt Angle did the milk thing. Yeah, and Kurt all, Angle and Stone and Cold. Same yeah. 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 I think it's but, funny. Uh, oh yeah. So that was definitely although although the old the, the only thing about the whole bar thing is Hager taking um hangman across the bar those two should have been switched that that is a that is a face doing it to a heel um gag yeah but that, that's a little thing i'm I'm, yeah. I'm 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 nitpicking because i enjoyed that whole that whole sequence i'm pretty sure though when uh hangman and omega toasted when Clearly, half of Omega's milk went into that Jack cup. That probably tasted yeah. <laughs> it didn't <been> very good. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been bad. <laughs> That's probably why he took such a small sip of it. Then he was probably like, "Yeah, this. no." <laughs> I know a guy that drinks rum and milk. That's his favorite drink. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a big thing in Jamaica. Oh, okay. Well, it's rum. Everything that—that's they, they probably drink more rum than water in Jamaica. So hey, I couldn't tell you that much. <laughs> uh, oh. Who who else has some 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 points of of the stadium stampede? I want to oh. throw in uh, that was one of the best endings to a match I think I've ever seen. That's to me that's up there with like mankind going off hell in a cell. The one winged angel off the. Entranceway roof in the end zone. Yeah, the, oh, was it the end zone? Yeah, that was. I think so. Well, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the McFoley one was actually crazier now that I think of it, but it, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but and then there was a uh, another good comedy spot was when uh, fucking Matt Hardy had uh, Ortiz under the bell there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, that was good. That bell, right? Yeah. Ortiz was hilarious all the time. Though I love Ortiz. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little. I love that. <laughs> then he just starts like spasming out. He's like, "Oh God!" <laughs> I just put the hell out of the cat on my bed doing that sound. By the way, oh, you did. <laughs> yeah. Was it Peter? Haiti doesn't like the. <laughs> oh, he <laughs> doesn't like the. <laughs> Too sudden. <laughs> and I guess you had to really be a football fan to get some of these other spots. Like um, when Jericho calls out 
Aubrey there about her her refing. <laughs> you're a and, shitty and, ref. You're, you're yeah, you're a shitty ref. Let's 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 go to the replay. And they went inside that little tent and all oh. that. Like I know I know they're doing that in the Canadian Football League. The 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 challenge and the replay and all that. I guess they're doing that in the NFL now as well. No, they must be. They've been doing that for a long time in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. I got. I got to admit, I really dug Jericho doing the Judas effect on their mascot. That was oh, great, Jackson Deville. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, come on, every baseball game, every every sports game, and I see a mascot. Don't you just want to fucking just drive one of them <laughs> sometimes? Don't think and kick my ass. The Winnipeg Blues <laughs> uh, mascots could kick the crap out of me. I think. <laughs> it's like at the end of uh, the end of Ace Ventura when he, Jim Carrey beats the shit out of that eagle at the football yeah. game. <laughs> and flies around back. <laughs> I, that first hit is so fucking funny. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we. Uh, I, also, beat I also love when Jericho puts the cone on his head. Just does that stupid laugh? Oh yeah, like he's pretending it's like, like it's a witch hat or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, before before we wrap up, how does everyone feel about this event? Do we do we give it? Since we're all metalheads, okay, do we give it the horns up, the horns down, or eh, maybe the horns somewhere in the middle? Horns uh, way up. Two horns up. I give the horns up. I will say no. though, match of the night for me was MJF and Jungle Boy. Oh yeah, that that was a good match. Yeah, I'm. I would. I wouldn't argue that. I wouldn't argue that. And for me, yeah. Oh, oh. Excuse me. I know stuttering is really good for a DJ. Yeah. Um, horns up. I would say I really, I really got my money's worth. And like Mrs. Snowy, like she's not really a wrestling fan anymore. Like when she, when she comes out to hang out with friends to watch it and all that, she's there just to hang, hang, hang out with friends. She's and, there to bug you. Oh, of course. Awesome. Yeah, and she's there for and me to bug her and all that. Thing, that's not fair for Floyd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you do your Roman Reigns. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, I have all sorts of ways that I've been just tormenting her for 30 years now and all of that. So, like, she started watching a little bit with this, and then she went about and did her own stuff. And then when it came time for the main event, I said, love, come back. You're going to want to watch this. Okay. We got about five minutes in, and here's the non-wrestling fan now. She was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. (laughs) 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 You know, know, okay. It is. It was. It was. It was. was. A few few minor things there that kind of bugged old old man Snowy, but... but Not fair for Flair things that you throw in uh, you know what i was kind of i was kind of wrapped up in this we should probably explain what not what not fair for flair is okay um when back when rick flair first joined the wwf in 1992 um bobby heenan kind of had this thing for when something was going against rick flair bobby heenan would go well that's not fair for flair and that you that used to annoy Gorilla Monsoon. Would you stop that brain? Okay, I always retained this. 
Okay. <laughs> and I walk around the house, you know, just to annoy Mrs. Snowy. I'll go, well, that's not fair for Flair. That's not fair <laughs> for Flair. And this drives her crazy. <laughs> so I just find it funny when you and Robin are over and we're watching wrestling. And then I say it, and then you still get hit. And I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah, I get blamed when someone else says it. Yeah, <laughs> well, she's not going to hit you. Like, come on, she likes you. <laughs> I think Corey Corey Graves should start saying that for Charlotte. Oh, he, he for sure, for oh, sure. There was, I still remember the one pay per view Snowy was not over. Corey Graves said that's not fair for Flair, and we're like, where the fuck is Snowy? Ah, where where are they now? Where yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Okay. And then I think you got like eight text messages that Corey Graves said that's not fair for Flair. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our fair for Flair shtick. So whenever that comes up on the show, everyone now will know exactly exactly what that is. Right on. Uh, All right, so that's uh, that's double or nothing. <laughs> that was yeah. Double. Alrighty, uh, let's move on to uh, the Dynamite After. Matt, do you want to take this one over? Yeah, oh, the, Dynamite, the first ever Dynamite After Double or Nothing. If if, uh, if uh, WWE can have the Raw after WrestleMania, now AEW has the D- Dynamite After Double or Nothing. I can and, dig it. I like it. Yep. <laughs> and those all those always seem to be the best shows. Like even yeah, even like 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 when I was watching Raw Night and Nitro and all that on a regular basis, those like the ones right after the pay per view and and even the go home ones, mm-hmm. those those were always the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the the Nitro after Starcade, you had to see everything that unfolded. <laughs> oh yeah, as confusing as that was. Those yep. are two words I haven't heard in a long time: Nitro and Starcade. Well, Starcade is a WWE thing now, even though it is just a house show. But, you know. <laughs> but that's a whole other snowy rant. Yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the uh, matches of uh, and the what happened on uh, Dynamite after Double or Nothing. All right. Well, let's start it off with a six-man tag team match player. And okay, Teddy Long. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so it was a private party in Joey Janela against the Young Bucks and Matt Hardy as this uh, pre WWE gimmick that he had, which I believe he called Surge on social media. Yep, it was Surge. Yeah, yeah, it was Matt Hardy. uh, They still announced him as Broken Matt Hardy, but he was clearly not (laughs) the Broken Matt Hardy that we all know and love. And uh, before the match, they had a, they aired this thing where Broken Matt was standing there with the elite, and then uh, Hangman and Page uh, fucked off to go to go to the bar. <laughs> and or, or <laughs> Omega said that he uh, Omega said he would join Page to, uh, for a glass of milk. And then yeah, then Matt Hardy went through a couple of his past gimmicks. He was Team Extreme Matt Hardy with the with the finger guns, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pew pew. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, the, the one who's the reason why he can't walk properly anymore. Yep. <laughs> but uh, he runs like a brick wall. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how you run when your tailbone is fused with your uh, 
your pel- or pelvis, or I don't know what the fuck it was. Now, either way, two of his bones are fused together, and it's not a good thing. But he can still pull off a moonsault, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though that probably hurt so goddamn bad. Yeah. Yeah, it did. But uh, the match overall was really enjoyable. But uh, you could tell they kind of flubbed up the ending, or they like rushed to end it because uh, one of the guys from Private Party uh, injured himself doing a doing a tope suicida. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, and then Matt Hardy helped him to the back after as a good sport, and then uh, during the match, Matt or Nick and Matt Jackson kind of got in with the, the Butcher and the Blade, so they started fighting, and then who pulls up in a truck? The fucking Revival. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Revolt. Revolt. Yeah. They're not the Revolt anymore. Apparently they got sued for that name. Yeah. Oh, really? So this is FTR yeah, just, now, yeah. which is fuck the rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, as they're now called. Right. Uh, I was going to ask that, yes. Uh, and uh, apparently, uh, I actually looked, uh, they, they said on social media not too long ago that apparently they, they chose Dax and Cash because it sounds like Axe and Smash. Oh, I didn't even, oh, I didn't even see that. That was pretty <sighs> cool. Oh, I feel like a knob now. I should have saw that, guys. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. But yeah, so <laughs> the former Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, <laughs> who now have porn <laughs> names. Uh, they <laughs> hey, if D- Dax Harwood is a porn name. Oh, name. definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, they, they pull up in this really like old, like 60 or 60s or 70s uh, pickup truck. And then... <laughs> They just peel in there, and it looks like they're going to have a showdown with the Bucks, and then they turn around, and they attack the Butcher and the Blade, which was confusing, but... I think everybody was surprised by that. Well, yeah, that, that, that's the idea. They're definitely going to be building up, you know, Revolt versus the Bucks, you know? Yeah, there's, there's going to be... Yeah, that's definitely going to be one of the main events at All Out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're they have a few months. They have till September to build to that. So I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of really good. Uh, good Unless sports. we're going to see the first match at Fighter Fest. No, I don't think they would waste that on Fighter Fest. That that that's an all out match all day long. Yeah, that has to be a big deal match for sure. We'll save it for when they can get crowds back. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's something everyone has to think about. You know, in terms of lo- of long term booking, will this look good? You know, or be better? Will it be more enhanced with the crowd? Well, maybe we should save it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, for sure. the, the, the limited people who were in the stands at uh, at Dynamite when the when FTR came through, you could clearly hear them doing the "This is awesome" chants. Uh, uh, I don't always agree with that chant, but no, this, time, okay. this time I did. <laughs> The f- it was awesome that they showed up. Yeah, and that they were able to do. Uh, they oh, what was it? One of the moves they did. Uh, they they did one of those like spike pile drivers, and I. They, they did a shadow up- thing too. Yes, they, they. I don't think they can call it that anymore. Whatever. But, I think yeah, it. yeah, but yeah, they they did do the shatter machine, but they also did a spike pile driver, and I guarantee <laughs> you, they oh, probably a really shitty spike pile driver. Yeah, but either well, they haven't been been allowed to do them. In, like five years so give them a break <laughs> mm. 
But uh, they were probably so happy that they're now allowed to do pile drivers again because, like, that's 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 their whole style. Like that style of wrestling was based around moves like that. And yep. I'm looking forward to the like the it's going to be like it it like the match between FTR and the, the Bucks could potentially top uh, the revival versus uh, DIY from NXT Takeover. Oh, I think so. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always there's always room for for improvement. And what I really dug about the revolt coming in is Arn Anderson has been touting these guys for the longest time now. Well, it's because they're pretty much the new brain busters. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. The best thing they can do is put Anderson on these guys as a mouthpiece because, you know, just because of the tag team legacy that Anderson has, because I, I don't know if these guys are any good on the mic or not. They're, They're not bad. bad. Okay. They're well, bad. you're, you're not going to get better than Anderson. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I think that I, 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 at least if, if they don't put Anderson on these guys, you know, Anderson will step up and say, now, now, now's the time. This is what I want to do. Are you going to say no to Anderson? No, you're not. <laughs> and Aaron Anderson's with Cody already. Okay, yeah. So I mean, Anderson has to turn heel and break away from Cody. Or no, he can just... Uh... Okay, but are the Revolt heels? Are I they think... Kind of... But they're not part of the elite, so Aaron Anderson's not going to be able to do a stable with them and Cody. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well... Then, yeah, they probably do have to break. They probably do have to break something off. I just know, yeah, Anderson's been touting these guys for the longest time now, and I think that's going to be a good fit. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. But yeah, the, the going yeah, into the feud, keep uh, Anderson, Cody, and uh, move uh, the FDR over with uh, Sean Spears and Tully Blanchard. Uh, okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I su- it's not the same four horsemen, but it's one of them. <laughs> True. Okay, long long term booking. Okay, I could see them going towards you know a Spears, a Revolt, and a third, or a, a like a fourth. You know, and you know what? I I would be all for. Four horsemen under ruse, okay. But the Tully Blanchard under ruse that I saw on Sean Spears on the pay per view, uh, I don't think so. Did you guys see that? That was funny. Oh, yeah, when uh, like, when, uh, Tully- <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah, Sean Spears had a picture of T- Tully Blanchard on his crotch. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, Sean yeah. Spears wrestled Dustin. I forgot about that, yeah. Oh, oh, I had to cringe. I had to cringe. Yeah, how Sean Spears has a picture of this old man on his crotch and not yeah, his fucking. Tell Tully would be Tully would be way too old. Ah. Okay, yeah, sorry. While he's married to fucking Peyton Royce, <laughs> is he? Yeah, oh, you didn't know that? No. Yes, yeah, he's got this old man on his crotch while he's got this like ten out of ten smoke show for a wife. <laughs> yeah. Home. And All right. what's his name? Um, Sorry, our um, who's the one with Penelope? 
Penelope Ford there. What's Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian. They're they're a real life thing, eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like him. Fuck him. Oh. <laughs> You're not supposed so, to. Be so, so yeah. you like Joey Janela now? Because she was with Joey Janela. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they mentioned that on uh, Dynamite. Oh, yeah. Let's move on here. We've been uh, dragging our feet on these things a bit. Uh, we've got a huge turnbuckle talk tonight. Um, why don't we get running on that, Mr. Snowy? Take it away, my friend. Okay, okay. One of the things that we're going to be doing with Wrestling Night in Canada every once in a while when it's kind of appropriate, we want to do something that we're going to call like a spotlight episode where we're going to focus attention on one on one particular wrestler and kind of talk about you know the various different categories or ideas about that individual that mean the most. Okay, and the day, I think it was the day of Double or Nothing, was the anniversary of the death of Owen Hart. Mm. Okay, and as well, and they obviously Vice kind of timed this for that, is they actually, they had one of their latest episodes of Dark Side of the Ring, you know, focusing on the track on the whole Owen Hart tragedy. And so I thought, okay, it's very apropos. And, you know, to maybe kind of start off our, you know, wrestler spotlight episodes or segments with Owen Hart, because number one, good Canadian boy, Mm -hmm. you know, and he definitely, um, he definitely had an impact on all of us so i thought it was very 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 appropriate um so basically the idea is to just a certain set of categories certain certain set of questions we're all going to give our two cents and just kind of give at the end of this we'll kind of give our listeners just kind of how we think and feel about you know that 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 particular person in question um First thing, of course, what comes to mind is where and how did you guys first discover Owen Hart? Like, how how old were you on what program, etc.? Your first exposure to Owen Hart. Okay, I'll jump in on this first here. Um, growing up in my house, it was uh, my mom hated wrestling, so it was my two older brothers, myself, and my dad would watch. Um, my oldest brother, Ken's favorite wrestler of all time, no competition is Bret Hart. So it was so completely natural for me to pick the youngest of the Hart brothers as I'm the youngest <laughs> of the Mason brothers. So there growing up was my favorite wrestler. And that was pretty much up until I saw Triple H do the pedigree, Hunter Hearst Helmsley do the pedigree. But up until then, Owen Hart was my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, and we used to wrestle and stuff like that. We would write down lists of wrestlers who we were. And I remember, you know, Ken having these 10 wrestlers he would pick, Evan having these 10 wrestlers, my dad would have these 10 wrestlers, and I'd pick Owen Hart. So, like, it was just like I would only pick Owen Hart, and I'd be Owen Hart 10 times or whatever the hell it was, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I I, I have memories of like Owen Hart was a big part of my uh growing up, and it, it was because Bret Hart is my oldest brother's favorite wrestler. So it was just so natural for me to go with the youngest brother in the family. Ah, so it was a sibling ri- r- rivalry in real life, too. I like it. I like it. 
my entire life is a sibling rivalry. (laughs) 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 Oh, he's the weirdest brother. Uh, Ottawa Senators fan. I'm a diehard Toronto Maple Leafs fan. There's nothing in common, but we're brothers. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know all about that. I know all about that. Yeah. And what, the middle, your middle brother, he's a Penguins fan or something? Yeah, he's yeah. Penguins fan because I couldn't tell you. But yeah, Owen Hart was my first favorite wrestler. Like, even like, I remember watching Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, and, you know, all the legends from back in the day. But like, the first wrestler I really remember being like, holy crap, he's on TV again, is Owen Hart. Nice, so, nice. And I remember him from, um, oh, shit, I'm drawing a blank. What was Raw before Raw? Yeah. Superstars? Yeah, the Superstars and Saturday Night's Main Event. Yeah, something like that, whatever it was. Uh, the, the show before Raw was Raw. That's where I remember Owen Hart from. Oh, okay. And I've never met him. I okay, well, well, we'll get to lot. that. Yeah, no, he's... Uh, I think he was the best of the hearts, but I might be uh, a little biased there. Oh, okay. What about you, Bones? When did you first discover... Uh... Oh, shit, sorry. That's the first time I ever called you Bones, I think. Yeah. What I noticed I, it was... I, I'm stealing Mike's gimmick here. Shit. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, when did you first discover Owen Hart? Uh, I think it was, like, during the Attitude Era, which wasn't his best... Uh era like uh leading up to to uh, his accident but uh, he wasn't being used all that well so it was like when i saw him i just thought he was kind of an afterthought but then i kind of like delved into more of his uh his history as a wrestler prior to the attitude era when when they still celebrated actual actual wrestlers as opposed to characters Mm -hmm. so yeah i got uh I started searching and I saw his match with Bret Hart at WrestleMania 10 that opened the show. And that had, that's the one that won me over was the, the WrestleMania 10 match where he beat Bret Hart at the, the very, the opening match of the show. I should mm-hmm. tell you that. That's, a, that's yeah. a hell of a curtain jerker. Yeah. Yeah. How do you follow that? Like, I mean, I mean the, the Razor Ramon Shawn Michaels match followed it, uh, the latter match, but, right. but that's, that's a different topic. <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just watching watching that stuff and watching like his uh like his some of his older matches in WWF uh when he when he was the Blackheart or like yeah, yeah, I guess he was when he was a member of the Nation of Domination and even before that during the whole Heart Foundation days. Right. He like he was just I don't know, there was there was something special about him, you could tell. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, like he was really good on the mic. But uh, one thing I always kind of picked up about the guy was that he was never as like he was never as like into himself. Like he never like was a mark for the business like Brett was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, yeah. he could do it all. He could he could talk. He could he could walk the walk and talk the talk. But he would never like yeah. He he never like believed in his own hype like his older brother did. Right. Right, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. What about you, Ducky? When did you first discover Owen Hart? Um, I think also my first match watching him was 10 versus Brett. I have okay. 10 
somewhere in the house on VHS. Oh, nice. Exactly where it is, I have no idea. I also have a signed photo of him because I met him the year before he died. I I don't know where it is. It's somewhere. Well, you're definitely going to want to find it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For 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 myself, okay, I'm dating myself here once once again. As a fan of the old Stampede wrestling, okay, I guess it was 1987. Owen Hart was making his debut, and they they pushed him as the youngest Hart, as well they should have, mm-hmm. and all that. He ended up being the 1987 Pro Wrestling Illustrated Rookie of the Year. And I totally agree with that. Like, I knew, like, watching this guy every Saturday night, like, I knew, okay, he's a heart, but this guy's going to be something special. You know, he's 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 going to surpass, maybe not Brett, okay, but he's definitely going to surpass Smith, Bruce, Wayne, like, you know, but, um, Bruce, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bruce. Bruce Hart, Wayne Hart. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay, I get it. So, <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like I I knew right from the start, give give this guy some time and he's going to be something special. And he was. And and he was. Like I looked forward to Saturday nights because I knew like Owen Hart was was going to uh was going to be on and he had a wicked angle with uh art mike shaw who was going by the name muck and sing who was the big heel in stampede at the time and it was probably sing and his work with heart that made owen hart like put him him on the map i think definitely muck and sing is a guy definitely un- underrated and um really should have a greater place in the world of professional wrestling, your favorite match? Okay. Um, I'll like, jump in on that one. I've given that one some yeah. thought. Um, I looked over a couple that I could find on the network and this and that. And I think the best match I've ever seen Owen Hart have was for the UK title against the British Bulldog in the UK. Over the European title? European title. So you're not the UK, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that that match unbelievable on both guys even like bulldog was phenomenal and bulldog had the flu oh, wow. yeah bulldog was puking right before he came out and then he held in his puke three times or something like that during the match and like yeah i've heard some crazy shit about that match hmm. um, but both guys are phenomenal in it and yeah that's really the, that kind of sticks out is like i mean that owen hart brett Heart match at the beginning of Mania for sure is up there, but this match I think was uh, Owen's best. I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to go and find that. I'd have to go and find that. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, on YouTube, I think I can send it to you. Oh, I think, I think, I think I could be wrong. Okay, all right, cool, cool. What What about you, Matt? Your favorite uh, match? Well, I my favorite, like I guess, I guess would probably be his match with Brett. At WrestleMania 10, mm-hmm. but other standout ones that I do remember, like ones that like really stick out to me. There was a uh, his match for the European title against uh, Triple H at WrestleMania 14, uh, his Intercontinental title match against Stone Cold Steve Austin, the one where he actually broke mm. Stone Cold's neck. Right, right. 
Hence why Piles uh, aren't allowed in WWE. Yeah. <laughs> but Stone Cold still won that match and then had to vacate the title afterwards. That was that's some of the best wrestling I've ever seen when Owen rolled himself up with Stone Cold limp on him. That was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> and then and yeah, the surprise roll up, the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. Yep. <laughs> Okay, to that point, I just want to say, I think the funniest thing to ever happen in wrestling that I've ever heard, you just said the small roll-up, which reminded me of the small package. I think the funniest thing that's ever happened in wrestling is Daniel Bryan trying so hard to be Mr. Small Package. Yeah. yeah uh, I, don't, I don't know why a guy would want to call himself that, but okay. That's why it's funny. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, remember how Seth Rollins used to do that small package driver? Oh, the package pile driver? No. That was a... Uh, you're thinking Kevin Owens. Yeah, that's Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Steen, yeah. But he used to do like a small package driver, which was cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, like, you know, you know what? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Rollins' small package has done enough damage to pro wrestling lately. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, for, for Owen Hart matches, that's, uh, yeah, those, those ones really stand out to me. It was, uh, the Triple H match and the Stone Cold match. Right, right. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a shame we never we never got to see him as world champion. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if they ever would have pulled the trigger on him for as as world champion, or else they definitely should have done it a lot sooner, up to the point of his death. But yeah, he definitely should have. You know. I'm um, sure they would have given it to him. He's a heart, after all. Yeah, after the whole Montreal Screwjob thing happened, I think they tried to really push Owen as like a show of like. Mm, I don't know. I don't know well, about like, that because, and I'll get to the reasons why later. But they obviously weren't pushing him too much if he was the Blue Blazer, a failed that was, gimmick. That was temporary, though. But yeah, but mm, but was, I'm, I'm going to get to that later. Owen Hart was supposed to get the the game gimmick that Triple H ended up getting. Ah, okay. Well, then maybe that would that would have put him over the top. Yeah, uh, that, that uh, Triple H uh, that gimmick was scrapped for everything, and Triple H asked if he could have it as a uh, uh, commemoration to Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. It was it was the the entire idea was dead in the water, and Triple H said, "You know what? We can't just let this idea die. You know, it's got to go on. The, the thought of Owen has to go on." Yada yada. Yeah, I can I can picture Owen Hart with his voice like saying, "I am the game." Yeah, I can. I can. Yeah. Your leg up from under your leg. Okay, <laughs> I was waiting for who's going to say that. Who's going to say that? That's one of my favorites. Enough! Enough! Time for a yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For myself, yeah, Brett Owen 10 really stands out because that was there there was no other way to book that match. You know, you had to put and like Brett was going to go on and win the title, I believe, later on that night anyway, so you had to mm-hmm. you know, you had to put Owen over, you know, yeah. to you know, to really to step him up. You know, yeah. And me, me being, and I'm kind of in the same situation as Mike. I have an older brother. Okay, and we were, we played sports, 
you know, we were athletic, we were athletic growing up and, you know, so when Owen, you know, pinned Brett, like I was pinning my older brother and, you know, and so, so when there is also some stuff like that I've done for, you know, our brother show radioactive metal that I know that my real life brother would have enjoyed. I haven't shied away from calling him up and saying, remember when you were a big fan of this band when we were kids? Uh, yeah, I was hanging out with her last night. <laughs> and all that. So, so Brett, Brett, um, or Owen pinning Brett. Okay. My equivalent was that was bragging about interviewing Darby Mills of the head pins. Hmm. <laughs> and all that. So, so that's, that's always going to be a special, a special match for me because like my, like Mike said, it's, you know, it's art imitating our lives and you know, how, how, how can you argue with that? Okay. Yeah. Anyone met Owen, anyone had the good, you know, the good gracious, you know, to meet him. Unfortunately, I, sorry. I haven't uh, met him. <laughs> well, I, haven't <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't wait till we're all in the studio again. Yeah, <laughs> next, week, next week, let's do it. Okay. You're all okay. coming over for NXT TakeOver still, right? Uh, yeah. I I hope so. I hope so. Okay, Mike, have, who have you met? Have you, you ever met Owen? I have not, no. Um, I would have loved to. Like, again, he was like my childhood hero. He was like the... I don't even know what to compare him to, but yeah, he was he was my favorite back in the day, and I never got to meet him. No. Oh, okay. What about you, Ducky? I met him the year before he died. Right. Yeah, you had said that. What exactly was the situation with that? When I met him. Yeah. Oh, he came here for a World of Wheels thing. Oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. There's always every year that World of Wheels car show, and they always bring a wrestler in. Yeah. Hey. Was was he was he himself or was he the blue blazer? He was himself. Okay. Good. Good. Because I don't want to fucking meet the blue blazer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Deep breath. <sighs> okay. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Sure. I'm sure. Jim- <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Matt? You ever met? Did you have the good opportunity to meet Owen Hart? Unfortunately, no. I've only. I think the only professional wrestler I've ever actually met was Chris Jericho. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Actually, you know what? I haven't met a whole hell of a lot of wrestlers either, either. But Jericho, Jericho is one of them. And of course, yeah, Owen, Owen would have been, you know, on my, on my to meet, to meet list. Dustin, when you when 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 you met him what was the interaction like like what was he like was he like everything that you would expect because he always seemed to be probably like brett really liked brett okay um yeah. is what did owen really like owen he was a really chill dude he was yeah cool. yeah right on right on what did you say to him like what did you Fuck, I don't remember. That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I guess you were I'm like, like oh, 20 years ago. Shit, how old were you? In 98? Yeah, like when yeah. you met him. 98? Yeah, like when you five. met Owen Hart, how old were you? I was five. Oh, <laughs> shit, okay. All right. 
<laughs> yeah, I was I was twelve, and I, I probably wouldn't have even remembered that. Fuck! If I was twenty-five and met him, I couldn't tell you what I said. Yeah. <laughs> if I met him last week and you're like, "What'd you guys talk about?" I would have been like, "I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> All that was going through my head was, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's. Uh, there are times I, as long, you know, doing, doing radioactive metal and all that, like I've every, every once in a while, like I meet that, that guy that I was like a 14 year old fan of. And, you know, it's like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm meeting like this guy and I'm on his bus and, and all that. Um, but you have to, you know, you have to put the game face on. Mm -hmm. They don't want to talk to a fan. They want to talk to a journalist. So I put the face on and, you know, I do my thing. Second I get off the bus, and Dustin sees me do this all the time. Second I get off the bus, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I would, I, like, you freak the fuck out. And then I'm just like, oh, that was cool. And you're like, but you just met. I'm like, that was cool. <laughs> I would definitely, I meeting Owen Hart, I would have been, oh, nice to meet you. You know, great. You know, you know, I remember you in Stampede, blah, blah, blah. Second, like, Hart was gone, I would have been like, oh, my God, oh, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> this is always, go like, this is going to be a rather interesting category. Because it's definitely... It's definitely a snowy original. Okay, like these these are various categories that we do on on our brother ep on our brother show radioactive metal before, but instead before of before you move band, on before you move on my favorite Owen Hart match was Brett and Owen in the cage at SummerSlam. Oh. Right. Right. No one mentioned that. Oh yeah. On. Forgot about that. I don't think it had to be a 45 minute match. But it was good. Oh no! <laughs> well, any anytime there's a 45 minute match, everyone says it didn't need to be a 45 minute match. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll take 45 minutes of Flair versus Steamboat. I'll take that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or or take versus Sean because that one was great. Yeah, no, but not but not 45 minutes of Edge versus Orton. No. Basically. Yeah. No. Basically breathing heavily <laughs> yeah. fantastic that uh, iron man match oh you sorry you mean the last man standing match no oh, was it last night that was iron man no it was six. last man at wrestlemania like this last wrestlemania what no no, no, no wrestlemania Don't... 12 with Shawn michaels oh okay. red heart stone cold yeah. and red heart oh stone oh, cold, stone cold. I thought you were talking yeah. uh, Iron Man with Sean. No, no, no. It was. That was Brett, Brett and Sean was an Iron Man match. Yeah. And it went into extra Brett innings. And, Brett and Austin was a submission match. Yeah, and Austin no, would I quit. submit. Sorry, and I and I quit. And they wouldn't, Austin wouldn't submit. He would pass out instead, which was some of the best booking you were ever going to get because it kept, it kept Brett strong. He won. And it made Stone Cold because no matter the beating he took, he would not quit. God damn, he would not quit. By God, it's also an iconic, iconic image of the blood running down his face, down his face, and all that. I yeah. wish I could yeah. find that Austin shirt that he got for that. I want the, the blood from a stone. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, I think we've pretty much beat no, up. We're this not. Group. We're not done yet. No, sorry, no? sorry. Okay. Oh, we we still got lots of Owen here to go with. Um, the moment, the hey. moment. Now I kind of have to clarify exactly what you know uh, a moment is. Is just kind kind of something in your life, okay, that happened to you that somehow in way in some way, shape, or form that has connected. Like that has to do with Owen Hart. Now I'm sure Dustin, are you gonna go with um, with meeting him, or do you have something else? I guess I'll go with meeting him. <laughs> oh yeah, well, like you can't like actually meeting him is definitely something that you can't, you know, you can't get any further than that than marrying the guy. I guess. <laughs> I guess. <coughs> I I guess. Yeah. Okay. Like this. This is kind of. This is kind of a weird, a weird category because there's no, there's no real tried and true answer to it, you know, because I've, when, when talking about this, this, this category in the past, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I, I'm connected to this, to this person because I remember the song was playing when I had too much to drink at a party and I fell down the stairs. That, that's the moment. So everybody who walked into the Windsor Hotel. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's for sure, for sure, for sure. Matt, do you have like a Owen Hart moment? Uh, not that I can really think of. Like, I was I was only like thirteen when he when he passed away, so that's oh okay. Uh, and yeah, I didn't I don't didn't really have much memory of him prior to that, so I don't know. Like, I I can't really think of anything to be honest with you. No, that's fair enough. He actually, it that's just a testament to the fact that, like, he passed away much too young. Oh like, yeah, wait. There's like, there is a whole generation of wrestling fans that don't have the connection to Owen Hart that we did. You know. Yeah, that's true. Know. But uh, I guess if there's one thing, it's just that every time, like that was the first ever. Uh, wrestling show I'd seen where the entire show was dedicated to a wrestler and had other wrestlers like talking, like telling stories about them. Right. And yeah, every, every other, like the Eddie Guerrero, the Eddie Guerrero episode of raw and even the, uh, even the Chris Benoit one, like any, any episode where like a current roster member dies and they do, they do like the whole in memoriam thing for them. That, I guess that always reminds me of the Owen Hart one because that's the first time I've ever seen something like that. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that was definitely a heart-wrenching moment and I'm going to get to that soon enough. What about you, Mike? And oh, do you have an Owen Hart moment? Well, I was growing up and like I said before, it's just uh, he was my favorite wrestler growing up. Yeah, you had the sibling rivalry just just like Owen did for sure. I definitely get that. I remember it was right after he died. Okay. And I went I went into work. It was it was a Sunday night. I came into work the next day and by now it had already the news had already hit. Okay. And at the the job that I had at the time Okay. 
the ev- everyone in the building knew that I was this huge wrestling fan. Okay. My one of my general managers, okay, one one of the owners of the company comes up to me around halfway through the halfway through the first shift and all that. He says, So are you gonna need some time off? For what? Well, I heard about Owen Hart. Are you gonna go to his funeral? You know, like somehow I knew him or I like I was friends and I'm like, okay, I did I didn't know if he was serious or not. <laughs> okay. And so I just kind of like no, it's tragic, you know, but no, I I don't think I'm going to need any time off. I don't think I'm going to be invited to the funeral anytime soon and all that. And okay, fine. About the end of the shift, it kind of hits me. I should have played with his head for a while. Okay. <laughs> I should have, when, when that manager came up and asked me if I was going to need time off, I should have said to him, either... Yeah, we just got the news, you know, just late, late last night. Yeah, I heard that who I used to call Uncle Owen, he passed away last night. And I'm going to need time off to, to you know. <laughs> yes, just to totally I, got a, I got a call away. from Stu this morning. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Or, or what would have even been more believable. Yeah, like, funny how you should say that. What would have been even more believable is if I would have said to my manager... Well, I'm not going to make it, but Stu called my dad last night because my my dad and Stu, like, they grew up together in Calgary and all that. Mom and dad are making their way out, you know, to the the funeral just as soon as as their details. Unfortunately, no, sorry, I'm not going to make it and all that. Just just to see the look on the guy's face, you know, because he was like, oh, I'm going to mess with the wrestling fan. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so so if I could ever jump in the DeLorean and go back in time, I definitely think you know that's uh, that 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 that's something I I would do. Which kind of brings me, you know, Owen Hart to, would have done the same thing. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure, because he was the ultimate river. Yep. Hey, there are so many great stories of just. You know, him 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 pulling all these ribs, all these gags and all that. And no one got upset about it, you know, because everybody liked him because he was just he was a great guy. There was never any sex scandals. There was never any drugs. There was never, you know, like this is a brutal business that messes with marriages. okay, that messes with people's heads and their bodies and all that. It was like Owen Hart had Teflon. But he never needed it because he was just a straight up good guy, mm-hmm. and and everyone knew that, and everyone respected that, and everyone was genuinely hurt when he passed away. Like, were, do you guys recall? And we kind of t- touched upon this. Do you remember where you were? You know, when you heard Owen Hart had passed away. Okay, because this is, you know, where were you when Elvis died? When, where were you when Kurt Cobain died? Where were you, you know, where were you? Do you remember when you heard Owen Hart passed away? I was 12. Okay. (laughs) So, so you don't remember anything. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you guys remember anything else? I do. Okay. I, I, was getting home from summer camp that year. Okay. And 
yeah the the pay-per-view uh over the edge was uh the night before i got home mm-hmm. i got home i got home on the monday and nobody had smartphones <laughs> back then so i really had no way uh-huh. and yeah so i got home and my sister was like hey or yeah like the way she worded it was like hey guess who died and i'm like oh. uh <laughs> i'm like uh i don't know who it's like owen hart and i was like what and yeah, sure enough, I, I tuned or I ran downstairs to the computer, and there, that was the only computer in the house back then. And uh, yeah, the I looked it up. I went to WWF.com, and sure enough, yeah, it was all there. And then I watched Raw that night, and it was like I said, it was very surreal. Oh, yeah. definitely, definitely. What about you, Ducky? Where were you? Do you recall where you were? I was six. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. I I don't it was remember exactly sleeping. It was fucking okay. <laughs> no, yeah, but you no. had to have heard of you probably. I guess I, when you tuned into Raw the next day, you know, like that's probably when you had heard it. Um, well, myself, I mom and dad used to get the pay per views, but right, I don't remember watching it or anything. I might have watched it. I don't know. Okay. Well, hey, hey, if. If you don't remember the night Owen died, good. Good. I never got over the edge, and I'm glad that I didn't. I, d- I don't exactly remember where I was, what I was doing. I just I just know hearing about it and thinking, like, damn. You know, like, that's... like Because that, this has never happened before. And no. All that, and all that is definitely... Um, it was definitely tragic. The next, the next night, though, on Raw, that I will never forget. It really punched me in the gut when I saw Jeff Jarrett on the po- like on the stage, and they showed Jarrett openly crying because you knew in real life that Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart were good friends because mm-hmm. he was the American version of Owen Hart, family man, you know. Didn't 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 run around with the rats. Didn't you know? Was like he had his Teflon as well. And you know, when was the last time you heard, you know, all of this shit about about Jeff Jarrett? You didn't, you know. And I think it was because of his friendship with with Owen. So to see to see Jeff Jarrett, like, oh my god, and that whole raw, you know, like they've never they never did that. You know, you're you're right, Matt. They 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 never did that for Benoit. They never did that for Guerrero and all that. In hindsight, it kind of makes you think, you know, we'd better put on the best show as possible for Owen because of it happened in our ring. It happened and it was an accident in our building during our event. There is going to be hell to pay, so we better give him the best possible tribute like ever. Ooh. That I will not argue though. Okay, because I think he deserved it probably more than any other wrestler. And I have to admit, I I was an adult, you know, 20, 25, I guess, or so like and and watching that, you know, you know, my eyes got misty. There was a lot of sniffling, you know, Mrs. Snowy went through a lot of Kleenex that raw and it's like oh my god the next night i I gotta go through this with on nitro you know yeah it was the ww it was wcw 
But still, it's a wrestling event, and this is looming over everything. You know, so it, was, then, it was a very tough week. On that Nitro, Brett and Benoit have that tribute match for him? Yeah, they did something. And it was... Um, it was tough. It was tough. Like that 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 whole week was definitely tough. Um do you agree with do we all agree like Martha Hart has said there is no way that Owen is going into your little hall of fame. Okay. Agree, disagree, don't care either way. What do you guys think? A hundred percent agree. WWE yeah. Okay, who who are you agreeing with? With Hart, or he should be in, or he shouldn't? Don't let him be in there. WWE is going to want him in there, but the WWE killed him. They don't get him, right? Okay. So no, I'm, I'm completely with uh, Martha or Martha. Martha, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with Hart, I'm completely yeah, with. Because after it. Owen it's died, didn't Vince sue her anyway? That was that was another thing. Yeah, Martha Hart filed the wrongful death lawsuit. And then Vince fired back with this frivolous lawsuit that never really went anywhere. And then people wonder why I don't fucking like Vince McMahon. Okay, it's shit like this. <laughs> you know, like suing a widow, you know, for a frivolous lawsuit just because she's suing you because her husband died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, ah. Oh. God, oh, that was absolutely brutal. No, I I totally agree. Martha's contention is that the Hall of Fame is a joke. It's just a one night, you know, where like if if she, she was saying if there was actually a building that held wrestling memorabilia that would have a picture of him, would have his boots, would have his jacket, would have something then she would consider it and which time i would say yeah martha maybe you should consider it then if there was actually the hall of fame was actually something of substance not just one night on the network to try to make some money which is exactly what the hall of fame is yeah it's a pr thing oh it's definitely it definitely is it's and it's i just it i've i've never actually sat through a hall of fame Okay, and I, if 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 I ever do, because uh, I I hear the speeches are, you know, they tell stories from the past, or mm-hmm. you know, it's something as a wrestling fan. I think I I'd probably enjoy those speeches more than the WrestleMania matches. Okay, I. At know, least it wasn't uh, Ric Flair's hour and fifteen minute speech. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I could do that. I could listen to Ric Flair recite the phone book, no problem. <laughs> no problem. No, no problem. Hillbilly hey, Jim I, had a really long one that <laughs> just dragged for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lita, Lita's did too. It wasn't that great. Uh, guys, I gotta take off here. We gotta wrap this up here. We've been going almost two hours. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um. Before we do, I just, I just want to say, like, <sighs> there is no way. Okay. I'm holding the WWF responsible for Owen's death because there's no reason that he should have been up there as that Blue Blazer character. The Blue Blazer was punishment because he didn't want to do an infidelity adultery angle with Deborah. And Mm -hmm. so they they said, oh, you don't want to do that? Okay, this is what we're going to do with you. 
And that's ultimately what killed him. He should not. The blue blazer gimmick was brutal. Okay. And not in a good way. And he should not have been up there. And that's what killed him. So like that's, that's all. That's, that's where I'm going to, uh, <laughs> where I'm going to end. You know what? And I didn't yell as much as I thought I was going to tonight. Good for me. <laughs> right, on, right on right on do you guys have any closing thoughts about owen hart uh, the biggest tragedy in wrestling history and uh he probably would have been one of the best of all time he is from his body of work and his era he's one of the best of all time i definitely would of all time i would certainly put him in the top 50 for sure in his era, in his era he's one of the best no doubt, no, no doubt, no doubt. So, but, but before we get on out of here, um, we have a Facebook page. We have all the social medias and all that. Matt, what's up with that? Oh, uh, it's uh, facebook.com slash uh, Wrestling Night in Canada or Wrestling Night in Canada on Instagram. Right on, right on. And you are probably listening to Wrestling Night in yep. Canada on the Shining Wizards Network, uh, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Be sure to check us out. Be sure to check out all of our back episodes there as well. All of the other, um, all of our other um, podcast partners on the network. You know, there's, there's us, there's the Shining Wizards themselves. There's a variety of really cool wrestling um uh podcast you're going to want to listen to and of course our brother episode our brother show radioactive metal if you haven't had enough of your cool uncle snowy and you enjoy the metal like uh like we do on this show you're going to want to check that out as well okay mike take us home all right guys um well it was a hell of an episode nice and long (laughs) (laughs) Talked about a whole lot of stuff and a whole lot of this and a whole lot of that. But I'm uh, very hungry. My fiance brought home burgers. So I'm going to uh, sign us off with uh, go wash your hands, stay distant from everyone. And we're from Winnipeg, you idiots.